Are you a high-performing parent, entrepreneur, or high achiever in pursuit of excellence? Welcome to The Nexus Podcast, a podcast custom-tailored for families like ours, driven, affluent, and eager to lead extraordinary lives. From rockstar stay-at-home moms to high-producing CEOs, we choose to model success for everyone we are surrounded by. We prioritize health over sickness, embrace a vitalistic lifestyle, and seek to tap into the limitless potential that God has bestowed upon us. I'm Dr. Daniel Kimball, your host, and on this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets to living a fulfilling and abundant life where you and your loved ones can thrive physically, mentally, and spiritually. Together, we'll forge a path to greatness and unleash your God-given capabilities. Get ready to say yes to a life of true prosperity and well-being. This is The Nexus Podcast. Hey, what's up, family? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And this is something that keeps coming up in the office. I don't know why this week. I think it's because we're getting closer to the holiday season and there's a lot of extra stress on people's lives. And one of the things that I've had come up with some of the new clients that we've actually had coming in to see us is this question of where does the stuff come from in the first place? Like, where does my kiddo's anxiety come from? Or where do their digestive issues come from? Or how could a kid be stressed? Or I don't feel like I'm stressed. How could I possibly have any stress? And so what I wanted to do is talk about one, where stress comes from. And I also wanted to talk about adaptability on this episode of the podcast. But before we get into that conversation, one of the things that you have to understand about the way that your brain is designed to work is that if there is something that is dangerous or threatening, your brain is going to put you on high alert to pay attention to it. And so then what happens is through a series of processes, the first thing our our body does is it fires a stress or a fight or flight response. After that fight or flight or that stress response is fired within the body, then eventually we're gonna get up to a higher level of the brain to really discern like, okay, is that something that we need to worry about or something that we not need to worry about? And so what this kind of looks like when we talk about this conversation of stress is the idea that if you could imagine for a second that you're laying in bed asleep at night and the smoke detector starts to go off in your house and you hear it, you immediately wake up out of bed, your body, your heart's racing, you have a fight or flight response. The first thing you're going to do with very little rationality is you're going to go try to find which smoke detector is going off in your house. Or at least I hope that that's what you would do. I know that's what I do. And it's kind of like this innate thing, right? It's not like you wake up and you go, hmm, should I go and should I check or should I, maybe I should just, like we don't go through the decision-making process yet because stress hormones turn off the decision-making process because it wants to put us on high alert to keep us safe and protected. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go figure out, okay, where's that coming from? Once we figure out where it's coming from, then your brain's going to start to be like, okay, it's the one in the bedroom. And then if it's the one in the bedroom that's going off, then your brain's going to be like, well, do I smell smoke? Is there anything like, does anything look out of the ordinary? And your brain will kind of start to go through this decision-making process after that. All the while, you're still looking for a stress, right? You're still looking for the stressor. You're still looking for the threat. You're still looking for the fire, if you will. So if your house is anything like mine, you've had a smoke detector go off before for no apparent reason at all. And then you end up just going back to bed and you don't really think anything of it, but it takes a minute for your body to go back to bed. So you had the stress response. You had a stress. Your brain told you, hey, there's something scary. You need to wake up. You either need to fight it or you need to run away from it. And then you do neither of those things. And your body says, hmm, just in case that threat's there, 
Like, let's just stay on alert a little bit. And if you're anything like me, then what will happen is you'll keep laying there thinking like, I don't smell anything. I don't hear anything. I don't see any strange light because your body's still in this alert process. So what happens is that over time, if we have these teeny tiny stresses, like the smoke detector going off in the middle of the night, if your house wasn't on fire, seems like a little tiny. It doesn't even, most people would say like, that's not stressful, Um, but it triggers a stress response in your body. Your body literally lets out these hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine to wake you up, to get you alert, to increase your heart rate, to increase your blood pressure, to increase your blood sugar levels, to increase inflammation in your body, to decrease testosterone, to turn off growth hormone, to break down your muscle tissues. There's a bunch of other things that happen. And the reason it happens is to keep you safe and protected just in case you have to get in a fight or you have to run away from something. So here's what's interesting about this, right? Is I started thinking about, okay, what's the research say? What do researchers say on this topic of stress and this idea that like what happens if we have a lot of stress in our lives? And so the idea, this concept of adaptability came up. And one of the quotes, I've shared this on a different episode of the podcast, but I really wanted to share it with you today because I feel like it's crucial to the understanding of everything that we're going to talk about through the rest of this episode, which is what causes stress in the first place. Because most people would think like, okay, a death in the family, that's going to cause stress. Or like work is super high stress. I have these deadlines that I have to hit. And those are stresses, but there's something else that causes stress that's arguably more important than anything that you could possibly think of, which I'll share with you in a second. But what you have to understand is like people ask me all the time, they're like, what do you do? My job is one and it's simple. It's not to fix people. It's not to heal people. It's to get their bodies or their brains to interpret the world differently. In other words, to become more adaptable. And so this is what Christopher Kent says. He's a researcher. Um, and the name of this article is, it's called Salutogenesis and the Promotion of Positive Mental Health in Older People. And so what he says in the context of this is this. He says that adaptability determines the scope of human experience. As human beings, we have a choice. We can avoid challenges and narrow the scope of our experience, which a lot of people do, because when you're in a fight or flight state, you're actually going to turn off the part of your brain that's responsible for taking risk and learning new material, etc. So we can avoid challenges and narrow the scope of our human experience, or we can remove barriers that limit the expression of our potential. Adaptability defines life. So when I am working with the people that we work with, maybe you are one of those people, maybe you are not. It's very important to understand that my job is not to release stress from your life. My job is not to take away the stresses from your life. My job is very simple. It's to figure out where's your body in a deficit and how can we increase the adaptability within your brain so that when stresses come, you feel safer to take risk or maybe you don't interpret them as stressful. Because remember, he says, adaptability determines the scope of our human experience. So what's interesting about this is like we have a choice, right? We have a conscious pot role in the fact that we generate like most of our stresses via how we how we perceive the world around us. I got to say that one more time because I feel like it's crucial to understand. We generate the majority of our stress in the way we interpret the world around us. The problem is that a lot of people don't understand that they're under they're interpreting the world around them as stressful and scary. So when parents or people ask me, "Hey, Uh, you know, this is clients inside of our office. This is people I meet on the street. Like people ask me all the time. They're like, well, if it's that simple, that stress causes 
um, all of these issues. It can cause pain. It can cause headaches. It can cause emotional regulation issues. It can cause digestive issues. It can cause learning disabilities. It can cause like the, the list is endless in terms of symptoms, right? So stress can cause all those. It's like, well, how could a newborn baby have stress? Or how could, I don't have any stress. Like I have all the finances in the world. I have a good family. And the reality is, is like, Every single one of us has stress because we trigger it within our own minds. And what we're working on every single time that we adjust someone is we're working on waking up the brain so that their brain is more adaptable so that the things that I'm about to list and mention to you don't seem as stressful. So those things would be like cataclysmic events, right? Like car accidents, uh, death of loved ones. It could be chronic stressors, like literally doing the same repetitive movement over and over again. Working out is a stress in and of itself. Uh, when you care about people, like I know a lot of people that we work with, especially moms, it's like, I care about everybody else so much and their needs that I don't ever put myself first. Like that caring is a stress. It's a stress on the system. You know, moving to a new house, divorce, being sick, uh, death of a loved one, hassles, right? Like I'll give you an example of a hassle for me that's like slightly stressful is we rented a car and through a series of unforeseen and unfortunate events, the windshield got smashed. And then I just got the estimate literally right before I hopped on this podcast. And it's like $4,000. Um, and it breaks my heart and it's a hassle to have to deal with it. It's a hassle to have to hit up our insurance company. It's a hassle to have to deal with the person with who we rented the car through. Like there's all this stuff that comes up as a result. Um, relationship problems, past trauma and drama. So whether you're a little kid and you know, you have trauma of seeing your parents argue or dad's an alcoholic or mom was put away or like there's all these issues that can arise, right? Unhappiness with your job, burnout from your job, financial issues, um, complaining, hearing people complain or complaining to other people triggers a stress response in the body. This is why, by the way, I'm going to say this one time and one time only because I feel like it's crucial to understand is that we do not complain in our office and we don't let people complain because we know it triggers a stress response, which takes us right out of the parasympathetic or the healing state that we're trying to get people into in the first place. And so complaining is a problem. Pleasing everybody is a stress. Being frustrated is a stress. Having limited beliefs about yourself saying, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I'm not worthy enough. That triggers a stress response in your body. Fear of failure, being worried that something's not going to work out the way you want it to. That's a stress on the body. Conflict. I'm not good enough. I have to be perfect. The list could go abuse. The list could go on and on and on and on. So I share these with you because these are the stresses that most people have. That every time, I'll use one simple example, right, is the fear of, let's say the fear of failure. Like, I don't think that I can go do that thing that I'm super passionate about and make enough money to be able to take care of my family. I'm afraid that I'll fail. I'm going to give you an example of this because I feel like it's crucial. That fear of failure, I see, holds a lot of people back because when we have a fear of failure, it triggers a stress response in our bodies. That stress response, specifically the stress hormone cortisol, negatively acts on the frontal cortex of the brain. The frontal cortex of the brain is responsible for decision making. It's responsible for our grit. It's responsible for our willpower. It's responsible for our determination. It's responsible for setting goals, a long-term goal, and then being able to do the short-term things to stick with it along the way. So if you have a fear of failure, if you're worried that you're going to fail, you literally turn off the part of your brain that's going to allow you to succeed in the first place. And so there's this cycle that happens within the brain and within the body. And this is what we're helping free people from, right? This is is why I tell people like, I can't fix you because I'm not smarter than the physiological system in your body. But what we do know is that when we get joints of your spine moving properly, we can stimulate, we can strengthen the front part of your brain and we can wake it up. So it says, that's actually not that scary. I'm talking 
talking about adaptability. It's talking about things that used to look scary no longer look scary. Things that used to be impossible start to look possible. Where it used to feel hopeless, there now starts to be a sense of hope. And the reason that this happens is because we're waking up the very part of your brain that is responsible for those skills in the first place. And so all the time, adults come in and they say, I don't have any stress, like finances are good, relationships are good, but then they have these other things lingering underneath and it's what it's what's keeping them from healing. It's what's keeping them from getting better. And every time that we start adjusting someone, we're literally waking up their brain. And when you can become awareness of the fact that like, I don't care who you are, every single one of us has these stresses in our lives. We have pressure, being a people pleaser, or you know, the fear of finances, or arguments, or conflicts, or whatever it is, like we naturally have them, right? Trying to look perfect on Instagram is a stress. Some of the ones that I left out, like looking at blue light on your cell phone or on your computer screen immediately triggers a stress response in your body. EMFs, 5G, triggers a stress response in your body. Pollution in the air triggers a stress response in your body. Eating food that's not actually food, but it's actually a bunch of chemicals triggers a stress response in your body. So there's all these things that trigger stress. The job is not to take away the stress, right? Obviously you wanna eat clean, obviously you wanna exercise, you wanna do some of those things, but the idea is that we make your brain more adaptable. We make it able to be able to look at something that used to be scary and go, oh, that's not that scary anymore. As a matter of fact, I wanna share a super cool story with you because I get very passionate about it. One of our newest clients starts coming in and this person's like, I gotta tell you, I used to really, really want to do do this career path and I kind of put it on the back burner and I just got a job and started working and like ever since I started coming here, I'm so fired up about it again. I started looking at schools. I've had some interviews. I've had some conversations. Things are starting to work and the reason that this happened is because that fear went away because when we turn off the stress in the body, the brain starts to go, oh, there's nothing to be worried about. So circling back right to our conversation about the smoke detector. What if you could wake up and yes, your body triggers a stress response, but very quickly you go, oh, there's no smoke. There's nothing to worry about. Let's keep moving forward. I can go back to sleep more peacefully. Like this is what it's actually all about. And this is what we do with people is we help them be more adaptable so that they can thrive through every single phase of life. And this can start, some of this adaptability can start as early as the first breath, even earlier. I talked about the mice study on a previous episode of the podcast where we found that mice have already predispose themselves to a pain or pleasure response by the second trimester uh, before they're actually born. And so the same thing is true for human babies is that if mom's super stressed out, it's going to bring a babe stressed out into the world and they're going to be more anxious. They're going to be more fearful. Even if it's subcortical, even if they don't know it exists, it does exist. So that is to say this is that all of us have stress. It's our ability to adapt to that stress that determines our expression of life like I talked about before. If we're going to express our full potential, we have to be able to better adapt to stress, not to avoid it, not to hide from it, but to be able to adapt to it, be able to take it on better. And for every single person that I work with inside of my office, for every single person that I encounter, honestly, if I could share with you for a minute and be completely vulnerable, every person in the world, I just pray and hope that they would have more adaptability. And the number one way I know to achieve more adaptability is through a healthy, functioning, well-regulated nervous system. And that cannot happen without properly moving joints of the spine. So my friends, is there places in your life where as I talk about these stresses, you realize that like, oh, maybe I do have some stress. And then how can you start to train yourself to become more adaptable? There's so many strategies around this, but I had to share it with you. My friends, I love you. I appreciate you. If you got some value out of it, if you could leave a rating, leave a review, share this up with somebody who needs to hear it. And I will for sure come at you again next week. Peace. 
for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.